0: So now I'm playing a reflection for St. Patrick's Day given to us by Father Michael Liston which was first shared with us on the 18th of March 2012. I hope you enjoy this. Thank you for joining us. Would you, would you give us your own thoughts all around St. Patrick, please?
1: Well, I'd be delighted to share. For me, St. Patrick is an extraordinary man. And we are very lucky to have some writings of his, of his own hand and his own mind. And I love the way he says very early on in his writing, I cannot stay silent because of all that God has done for me in his mercy. And his whole pours out then uh, a hymn of gratitude to God. It is extraordinary joy. And uh, then very early on, he begins in, in his, the opening words of his letter, I, Patrick, a sinner, mm-hmm. unlettered, the least of all the faithful. And that sober note. And then he goes on and he, I suppose, a very modern picture of a young man. I was then about 16 years old. I did not know the true God. And for this reason, I was led in captivity to Ireland with so many thousands of people that sense that he had that he, he didn't really know the living God, and he turned away from the teaching uh, of the Christian community. And then his extraordinary account of the captivity, the suffering, the isolation in a strange land. But then he, the instinct in him or the impulse of grace in him that turned him to prayer and in prayer he was reborn and it is an extraordinary account of grace, account of a a, a person feeling that his own life is being changed, transformed, being saved and then of course the story goes on, we all know how he escaped home and then how later on he had the voice of the Irish, come O Holy Youth and walk once more among us Mm. and then That extraordinary story of how he comes back and how the gospel was preached in Ireland, not with the empire, not with the soldiers, but with this human being coming on his own with the grace of God. It's an extraordinary story. Mm. And then, of course, there was the isolation and loneliness. And now he did have, obviously, learned a lot of the language during his years of captivity but still, he, he didn't feel he was leveled uh, in that culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But he had this extraordinary sense of that God's grace has not been idle, has not been in vain in me. That, mm-hmm. So maybe that's the first note I, I would strike about Patrick. He was a, he's a human being who had this great sense of gratitude to God and the joy for how God had loved him.
0: Mm, that's a wonderful gift to have too, isn't it?
1: Yes. And, mm. in, and and in the middle of what you might maybe not very uh, uh, idyllic situations, but in the middle of all the messing and the captivity, the abuse, that his heart could bust with gratitude to God. Mm. That is extraordinary. And I suppose then, a second note that I love about St. Patrick's writing, he has this great sense of what has happened, what God has done, Through him, he says here, because I am exceedingly indebted to God, who granted me so great a grace that through me a whole people should be reborn in God and afterwards confirmed, and that clerics should ever be ordained for them. That for a people newly come to believe whom the Lord took from the utmost parts of the earth, as long ago he had admonished to his prophets, that this extraordinary sense of that he, he almost he felt physically he had seen the grace of God in the lives of human beings, changing them, transforming them, bringing a whole new, um, a whole new, I suppose, part of the body of Christ, of God's people, to life. And he had, a, in a sense of, he says at one stage, "As I have seen written, so I have seen happen." sense of the power of the grace of God in the lives of people.
0: Yeah, that was a lovely even phrase you used there, the grace of God. You saw the grace of God in others.
1: Yes, and changing their lives and building them up. And he knew that he had himself given his whole life in exile, but at the same time, he had an extraordinary sense that everything was God's gift. That... Uh, his last line of his letter is, but rather, name it, here and now to all who believe and hold God in reverence, should one of them condescend to inspect and accept this writing, put together in Ireland by Patrick, a mere unlettered sinner, this is my prayer, that if I have accomplished or brought to light any small part of God's purpose, no one shall ever assert that the credit is due to my own uneducated self, but rather but regarded rather as a true fact, to be firmly believed that it was all the gift of God. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and that is my confession before I die. <laughs> yeah,
0: very good. All the gift of God. Isn't that beautiful?
1: It really, it's, it's a whole um, conviction as to what human life is about and, and what human life can become. And... That other, uh, I suppose, a huge sense, I think, that we in Ireland today need to, I think, when we are now, maybe in in some ways, in our own captivity, our own disappointment, our own humiliation. It is terribly important, I think, that we reflect in a deep way that we wouldn't let all this disappointment go for waste. Mm -hmm. But it would uh, maybe help us, like St. Patrick, to listen again to the still voice of God in our hearts and we would open our hearts to, to the, what God is saying to us. And St. Patrick has an extraordinary sense that he was personally spoken to by God. Oh, wonderful. That God addressed him personally. Now, I think there's a basic Christian uh, idea there that each one of us, whether we're minding pigs on a mountain, or whether we're at home, or driving a car, or whether we're sick, or whatever, the Lord Jesus has a personal word for your heart today and always.
0: Wonderful to hear.
1: And I think it's terribly important that we would have that sense of Mm. God wanting and our present Pope is is really good on this. God wants to have a personal conversation with each one of us.
0: That's lovely. That's one of the lessons so we can really take from Patrick there, you know.
1: Oh yes, that that that, uh, that personal conversation, yeah, that the Father sent Jesus to have a chat with us, mm-hmm. open up our hearts and give us a new sense of our own dignity. I think that's a, one of the basics that every in so often today we judge ourselves in all kinds of other ways, other measuring rods, success or money, or health, or good looks or celebrity. Whereas St. Patrick had a sense of uh, Christ with me, Christ before me, chryslium. And each one of us has to recognize that Christ is with me. He is before me. he's behind me. He listens to me. And that is a vision of what a human being is, uh, a friend of Jesus.
0: And I'm sure maybe if St. Patrick was here working, walking the streets of West Limerick today, he'd be saying the same thing, Christ before me.
1: Yes, and and in one sense, he had a sense that uh, he has no other support. He has no other security. Mm-hmm. He hasn't it in, in an army or in protection or in celebrity or in money or whatever, but that was his... Support, and I think if we are to lay a firm foundation for a new beginning in Ireland, I think the word of Patrick, uh, sorry, Christ's word, that Patrick wants us to listen to, mm. that's the foundation. Mm.
0: And it's a wonderful tradition that we have um, in this country to be able to remember a patron saint. Uh, this particular day and this weekend and as you just said maybe pick up some of the lessons that um, that Patrick has that are still coming through to us and that one there listen to God listen to the voice of God speaking to each one of us
1: now, there is another, if you do, maybe a lot of a thousand things I could say, about. but uh, right. we think of all our own family and yeah. friends and neighbors who are in other countries, yeah. and we give thanks for what they, in their exile, have brought to so many countries of the world, so many people, and we thank God where they have found grace and help and humanity in other countries. But I think we have a special call to today, in the St Patrick's Day, to be aware of other people who have come among us from other countries, mm-hmm. and like Patrick had been captured, had been if like, if like trafficked and abused and violence. We we must respect everybody who is among us, their dignity, and in even and maybe if they are rejected by society by others, God wants us to look on them with reverence. Mm -hmm. And I think that is uh, something... We owe to Patrick, our patron.
0: Beautiful. And as you know, uh, on this program, uh, we do have a podcast, and it it does come out worldwide, and there's people listening to this uh, program, I know myself, from various parts of the world. So if you wanted to say something, Father, to any of those people who might be listening in uh, to this this reflection that you have about St. Patrick, is there anything special you'd like to say to them?
1: Well, I suppose I would wish them well, uh, wish them good heart. And I suppose I would love if they could just quietly Mm -hmm. think of Patrick, a young man in exile, in a mountain, minding pigs, and he having a choice to pray or not to pray, Mm -hmm. to turn to God or not to bother. Maybe think of Patrick and what he found, in the tender kindness of the heart of our God. Maybe there is something there that the Lord, with his tender kindness, has a heart for you too.
0: And for those of us who are still in Ireland today, we've got something to learn from Patrick, as you said, early on?
1: Yes, and I, I, I suppose the, the, the thing I would... Maybe the word is depth, or yeah. uh, uh, listening... Now, in one sense, God forgive me for saying Patrick was lucky. He didn't have any distractions at all. He was on his own in the, the hills. Mm. But maybe we must find some place in our lives for silence, for uh, our own hearts, that, uh, that we would listen to our own hearts, I think, and give our hearts, give that silence out of which the word comes. But we must, we must have mercy on ourselves, and and find silence for our own hearts and listen to our own hearts
0: and that sense of hope too that, that you know that patrick had and i mean patrick was going through trying times as you said when he he was living in ireland those people who are going through trying times at this particular moment obviously have something to pick up from patrick too i'd say
1: well uh, above I, I, that's uh, no uh, um, I, I not suppose that we'll all, or that many of us will reach that excitement of Patrick about mm. what God has done in his life. But that beautiful line, what he has done for others, he can do for you. Mm. That, that, that tender kindness of God that has nothing to do with our achievements or even how good we are. It is just gras. It is just affection. It is just uh, our Father who has a heart for us. And um, and we we allow ourselves to be gathered by the gentle um, whisper of God's grace.
0: And Father, as you know, I'm not very good now. In fact, I'm useless at uh, at speaking in Irish. But maybe you'd like to say a few words there, in the native tongue, around St Patrick.
1: Well, I suppose one image that, as a Limerick man and a parishor a pastor of a lot, Patrick's well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Tuber Fodrig, and the well that Patrick brought us is a well of grace, a well of faith, of hope, of love. tubber Fodrig, the well that never runs dry, mm-hmm. and that we, we can come there and find uh, what he found, uh, God's mercy, the God's Word, and the power that g- the Spirit that gives us life. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the, the three as the interpersonal God, the family life of God that we are invited into to sit down at that fireside with, with the three persons of God. That is the invitation that always comes to us from Patrick and that there's a, there's a well there of new life, tuber fabric for all of us.
0: And I suppose, as you mentioned, wells there, Father Holy Wells. I'm sure even those people abroad um, would remember many of the time being taken, and maybe, maybe to this day, it's still um, doing the rounds at the well where Saint Patrick was supposed to have uh, visited.
1: Yes, and and all that tradition of in the ordinary things when we step aside from the the routine and we just pause and we just there have a sense that the grace of God is that close to us.
0: Mm. Lovely. Any final word now you'd like to say to us, Father, now as we, we leave this St. Patrick's Weekend reflecting here in Sacred Space?
1: Well, now, um, it's just great that we are alive, mm. but I would hope that, oh yes, it's, I find it extraordinary that Irish people, I think we can be good at holding on to our hearts. Yeah, maybe. Uh, having, a, uh, having a good uh, cher- polishing up our chips.
0: Yeah, we're very good at that.
1: But, uh, but Patrick, in some way, had another grace, that he didn't allow the, the abuse, that the hurt that was done to him, uh, block his life. Mm. But in some way, he received the grace from God to grow even out of all the wounds. And may our wounds may be wells of growth in us. Mm.
0: Beautiful. And maybe just as you leave us there, Father, you might just give us um, a word of blessing, maybe, in Irish, please.
1: Well, uh, we all we have that lovely salutation, Dias Miragwit, and the answer to this is Padraig. But I would like to, to pray um, all that blessing of the Trinity, of the Shamrock, mm-hmm. that rich warm, tender life that our uh, God uh, sent his son among us to gather us all in, to share that. And with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, with all the nations of the earth, uh, good, good yon and your forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.
0: God bless you, Father. Right. Bye-bye bye now. Bye. We might go out tonight anyway with this piece of music, and it, it, it's entitled The Deer's Cry, or St. Patrick's Best Place, and it's sung by Angelina, let's hear this.
2: of rock I arise today through God's strength to pilot me God's eye to look before me God's wisdom to guide me God's way to lie before me God's shield so Today.
0: So now we've come to the end of our program for this special St. Patrick's Day broadcast here on West Living 102 in Sacred Space. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and God bless for now.